Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is... Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Master System and Mega Drive. Sonic the Hedgehog was released by Sega in North America, Europe, and Australia on June 23rd of 1991, and in Japan three days later. Oh, oh wow, okay. I, I Color me surprised. I always imagined that they would get it first. So. Yeah, that's a first for our podcast. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I always assumed these games came out first in Japan, but this one came out in the rest of the world three days early. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting because of how you know Sonic and the you know the Sega Genesis really with you know spearheaded kind of their their efforts in North America and elsewhere. You know, uh, yes. Now this game was designed by the newly renamed Sonic Team specifically as a vehicle for a new mascot character for Sega and their new system going forward. Yeah, Sonic was the first of many anthropomorphic. Uh, animal mascot kind of uh, attempts by, you know, lots of other companies. I, I think, you know, there was that Ninja Turtle kind of wave going, so people were, you know, animals were it, and, uh, you know, Sonic really hit the nail on the head when he came out. Yeah, he definitely had that little touch of 90s attitude. Edgy. Now, in Japan, this game was pretty much the same, except for a more fleshed-out story shown in cutscenes between the levels. Cutscenes, okay. That's, well, I don't know if it's a cutscene per se, but I knew it was animation uh, and mm. uh, graphics. But it did go into further detail about the Chaos Emeralds and what they did and why they were stolen. Oh, okay. I yeah. There's not a lot in this game, so no. Now, for most people, uh, this game was their pack-in game with their Sega Genesis. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and because of that, this game was in the households of millions and millions of kids. Uh, because of that, this game was uh the standard bearer for those in the never-ending war between Sega and Nintendo. <laughs> it was one of the few games, uh, you know, as a Nintendo fanboy, you know, that really, you know, it started to give me pause. I was like, well, Sega, you know, they came out with the Genesis and ahead of the Super Nintendo, so they were kind of leading the way tech-wise. Oh, yeah, this game, I was officially jealous. I mean, we'll get to that point. <laughs> right, but, right. Uh, this game also started, in some ways, as a tech demo, uh, trying to show how much speed and uh, graphical movement they can get on their new system. Blast processing. Yes, indeed. <laughs> the 16-bit Sega era brought in their blast processor, uh, which was, I don't know what it was, but man, did they advertise the heck out of it. Yeah, I i, I don't have the details, but I'm pretty sure it's BS. Like, it's just like more RAM or something. Like, it's nothing special, really. If, if I remember right, which I might not. Well, it's special to me. <laughs> Well, Nick, even though this was the first major Sega game on their 16-bit platform, it is still a 2D side-scrolling platformer. Yeah, tried and true. It was, I mean, that type of game really dominated uh, the the landscape for many years in the early 90s. Like, it, it was kind of the default video game in a way. Yeah, I agree. And uh, just like its uh, predecessors, Mario, this also has a variable jump, mm -hmm. where the you know, longer you hold it, the more you jump. 
And uh, the big key factor was that this game was all about the speed. Yeah, and they marketed it that way too. You know, it was like, man, you're really blasting through these levels and stuff. And I mean, it, it's cool because you really only have one button, like jump. Well, it's, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it is interesting. Now, this game also used a lot of the new 16-bit tricks that were uh, possible with the new system. It had a lot more animated backgrounds. Uh, there was mm-hmm, cute mm-hmm. new things where Sonic, if he stood still too long, would change pose and tap his feet. Or, yeah, or if you're on the edge, you know, idle animation changes. It's uh, You get a lot of, like, parallax scrolling in most of the levels in the background. They look great. Like, it's, it's a really good-looking game. So, you are Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, a, you are. A hedgehog. <laughs> yep, with, with a spiky haircut. Yeah, you know, I would never say that if I didn't know his name was Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm not sure I would guess that he was a hedgehog. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of there, but uh, it's not that common of a of an animal in, in the U.S. as far, now, at least around here. If you've never played or seen this game, he is blue, so he is a blue hedgehog. That is part of what would throw me off. Now, his main attack is jumping, but not in the Mario sense. Yeah, you kind of form a ball in air and you, you like roll into them. You can roll into them on the ground as well using the same animation. Okay, but. you're kind of getting into one of my bigger problems with the game. But before we get into that, let's try to explain this attack mechanic. When you jump, you at a certain point start spinning. And while you're in that spin, you can kill or hit any enemy that doesn't have spikes on it. Yeah, like a buzzsaw kind of or jump and slash if you're familiar with Ninja Gaiden. Yes, and that spinning jump will also break blocks of a certain type. Mm -hmm. And what you also mentioned was that if you can run to a certain speed or be bounced at a certain speed, when you press down, you will go into a spin mode. Which also uh, makes you able to hit monsters. And you're not like invulnerable, but you can just blast through a lot of enemies. And through uh, some hidden areas. Yeah, some of the walls, some of them look different, but some of them don't, but you can just burrow through some here and there. Now, one thing you cannot do, which really confused me at first, is the charge-up spin. Yeah, that's the, that doesn't come out until Sonic 2, right? Isn't I Possibly 2 or 3, I'm not sure, because they were all a blur to me before I started playing this one. I got you, I got you. Sonic can also push blocks uh, for some rudimentary puzzle solving where you need to push a block onto a switch. Sure, sure. And he can also look up and down above the screen and below the screen to make it scroll, uh, a la Mario in Super Mario World. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a handy tool for finding some stuff. Well, and in this game, it's also handy for making sure that you're not going to fall to your doom. And so as you adventure in the world, you collect rings a la, you know, Mario's coins. You hear, same thing, 100, 100 rings gives you an extra life. Yep, and uh, those rings also act as life in a weird way. It's a neat mechanic, I think. Uh, you know, anytime you get hit, all of your rings will come blasting out of you, which if you have 100, it's uh, quite a neat display. But uh, It's a neat display, but man, is it heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, you can try and scramble and get some back, but you're not, you lost it, man. So that up. is what's interesting. They act as an extra hit, but mm-hmm. once they fly out of you, you can get some of them back into your inventory. Sure. So, you know, I, I've chased the same ring after getting hit over and over down many passages. Like Indeed. But sometimes chasing those rings can really throw you into the wrong path or into a lot of danger. So you really got to be careful how, how far you want to go <laughs> trying to get your rings back. Very true. Very true. Now, in addition to getting a free man with 100 rings, 
50 rings will make a giant ring appear at the end of the level, and that is a portal to the special stage. Now, we'll get into this special stage in a little more detail later, because I don't want to get too far off the rails right now. <laughs> um, but there are also a bunch of other things you find in the levels, and most of them are in a video monitor. Yeah, like a little TV with a picture in it. Of... Which is a very odd power-up. Yeah, well, I mean, it works. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the... I think most popular one you would find in there is the shield. Yeah, you see that pretty frequently that just protects you from one hit. And I don't know if that is a, a true transparency, but it does a really good effect, like being behind the waterfalls that I don't think you would have gotten on a, an 8-bit system. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, you also will find in those the super ring, which is worth 10 rings. Oh, right. I didn't. Super ring. That's what it was called in the thing I looked at. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there is also the power sneakers. Yeah, they're awesome. They let you run super fast, uncontrollably so sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those things where it's a double-edged sword, to be certain. But you do need them to get to some of the best secret areas or places with free men. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, you, in addition to those power sneakers, you'll also find uh, one-ups. Just a little fo or a little mini Sonic face down there. And the invincibility. Yeah, the stars, I don't know. You, you get a bunch of stars going around you. And it... The picture is a couple little stars. Three, maybe four, I don't mm -hmm. really remember, but you'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Now, the invincibility music is pretty good, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's your standard invincibility. Yeah, it's awesome, and, uh, you know, like many power-ups, it just makes you want to start running and blasting through the levels, which is, uh, you know, good and bad, but... Uh, one thing to note that I did find out and enjoyed is that the invincibility does work on lava, yeah, or spikes. You can just walk across them. Like. Yes. So those are some pretty awesome uh, things. Now, Sonic has three lives, and you can get the free lives with the boxes or the 100 coins. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But you can also get continues. Yeah, you earn them in the, the special emerald stages by collecting 100 coins inside one? No, just 50. Oh, just 50. 50 coins inside okay. the special stage. So I guess this is a good point to talk about them. If you manage to get the large ring and you can jump through it, you will be transported to a special stage. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, I mean, I guess it's not really overhead, but, you know, it's a rotating uh, pinball-ish level. That you have so to... Sonic never stands in this. He's always in ball form, and you can only jump. You can't walk or anything like that. And the stage you're in is rotating, constantly rotating. And in it, there are a couple different kinds of blocks. Yeah, there's like those star bumpers you'll see later that'll bounce you around if you touch them. Yeah, and those are pretty, uh, well, annoying in this part. Oh, yeah, and... Uh... More importantly, <laughs> though, there are the reverse blocks. Yeah, the big R. And that will change the direction that the, the entire map is rotating. Yeah, and just uh, it's a tough thing to kind of strategize at first. Like, there's definitely a skill set involved with navigating these things. Yeah, it is a very different um, feel and it's a totally different set of skills that you're using to be good at the special stages from the normal stages. Yeah, it's a nice little touch. It is. And they do get progressively harder as the game goes on. And longer. Uh, like there, And there are all these little like well, exits. You know? Not exactly. Once you get to a certain... There's one later on that I, was, I played many a time. Mm -hmm. I think it's the fourth one, perhaps, or the fifth one, where... It's almost like one big room. Oh, yeah, and it just drops you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then there's a big core. Now, what we didn't mention is that there are multiple goals or exits that will just leave the room. Yeah, and then you're done. And, you and if you haven't gotten the 50 coins in there, you will not get a continue. 
and what? continues are a precious commodity in this game. Super precious. We did bury the lead a little bit. Uh, in this game, Sonic is fighting Dr. Robotnik. He has taken over this land with the six mm-hmm. Chaos Emeralds. I guess. Uh... And he has enslaved <laughs> many of the animals into robot suits. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So the only way to get the Chaos Emeralds are in the special stages. Yeah, you got to, you know, just navigate your way to the center, usually, where it's rotating around. And uh... and it is protected by some crystals. Yeah, you have to, like, bounce on them repeatedly. And they change color, and, you know... There's... I don't know how many hits they take, but it's at least five, yeah, it, maybe it six. Depends. It depends on... Because a lot of them start as different colors, so they take more hits, depending on, you know, the closer ones are usually the most. But... It's also frantic uh, that I never can really pay much attention to the number of hits or anything like that. No, it, it is a nail-biting, like, you're like... <laughs> yeah, it is. So to get the good ending of the game, you must collect six Chaos Emeralds. There are only six to collect. Mm-hmm. And you have 10 chances to do so. So if you miss one, there's still a way. There's still a way to get yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. There's You can't unlock that giant ring on the levels with bosses. So you get two chances per zone. Now, you cannot die in the special stages. Just be kicked out. Mm-hmm. But in the normal levels, uh, we said you will die if you have no shield, no rings, and you get hit. Mm-hmm. But it's also an instant death if you are crushed Pillars or, or certain you know moving blocks will grind you to nothing. Uh, you can also die if you hit spikes. Of course. Lava, uh, right, as well? Well, no, lava's not an instant death. Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. You will also have instant death if you drown. <laughs> there are yeah. a few levels with uh, drowning in it, and I will uh, I'll get into the drowning mechanics a little more later on. And then there is also uh, instant death if you run out of time. Yeah, it's well, you have 10 minutes to complete a level. so And you don't get told that because it's not a countdown timer from 10. It's a timer that starts at zero and just <laughs> goes up. It's true. It's true. So if you need to go to the bathroom, just make sure you pause it. It's not very intuitive, I suppose. <laughs> but, you know, 10 minutes is pretty much more than enough to be any of these levels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? Uh, well, I never beat this game as a kid. Um, I never owned it, really, until much later than, like, after Super Nintendo. Years later, my younger brother got a, a Sega Genesis, like, the late models, like, the square ones. Oh, awesome. So well, I played it then. Real quickly, I think we should uh, let the audience know that we both grew up as uh, Nintendo fanboys. Tried and true. We mm-hmm. had an NES, Nintendo Power, Game Boys. We were indoctrinated early on and stuck with Nintendo. Well, just through the Super Nintendo for Nick, but that's another story for another day. (laughs) No, I was definitely in the Nintendo camp, so, uh, you know, to admit that Sega was, you know, catching up or surpassing, you know, in certain times uh, was a tough, tough pill. Now, did any of your friends get this when it came out? Uh, yeah, I had a friend. I mean, more like acquaintances. Uh, It was, it was later until I... So you didn't get a lot of real solid playtime? No, no, and... Then later, um, you know, I was curious because I, I, I was like, I really don't remember beating it, and I wanted to see how far I actually got. So, you know, I'm pretty sure it was just the Labyrinth Zone in my, you know, later high school days you know, after its prime. I gotcha. Well, as for me, my personal history with this uh, extends directly to my childhood best friend, Evan. Uh, okay, okay. He did not have a Nintendo. He had a Commodore 64. <laughs> All right. It was pretty awesome, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Many days spent quote star loading all that fun <laughs> jazz 
for the Christmas after it came out, he did get the Genesis. Nice. And that was then the main console at his house. Sweet. Yeah. So I played it a lot over there. I, I have memories of beating it, but you know, in a late night tag team situation where right, right. obviously the owner of the game has got it <laughs> down pat. So when you get stuck, you just hand the controller over. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was one of those games where I didn't want to say it, but I was really impressed with uh, everything Sega had going on. And I was really champing at the bit for the Super <laughs> Nintendo to come out so I could do some comparing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, when your brother got it there uh, with his Sega Genesis, did it have an instruction manual? It sure did. And uh, even though it's not that great of an instruction book, uh, we'll take a look at it anyways. Now, are we talking color? Uh, no, it is all black and white. Ouch. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a mere 16 pages, and uh, you do get some photo screenshots, but there's there's not a whole lot in here. Um, uh, enemy names? You do get some enemy names, although not all the enemies. I noticed a few towards the end of the game that weren't named. But There's not really a ton of enemies in this game, so... No, there's not, uh, which is fine, but uh, there's barely any story. You get a few... Uh, like a paragraph, maybe it talks about Doctor Ivo Robotnik uh, is snatching innocent animals and turning them into evil robots. Uh huh. That's the story, and you do get some like they're trying to make him sound hip and cool, like uh, you know, be Sonic, be Atomic is uh, a, <laughs> their hip tagline. But and the the enemies are all referred to as uh, Robotniks, Badniks. A Badnik, huh? Yep, sure. <laughs> is that like a take on Beatnik? I I don't know, or you know, it's a weird, interesting choice. Uh, very. You have a small um, survival tips section, which are pretty basic, like get all your rings and stuff. But here I did notice one thing that kind of uh, illustrates a point within the gameplay itself, where it gives you three hints about uh, looking around shorter ways, uh, finding hidden items and secret rooms, and then there's a time bonus to so race through each level as fast as you can. And I'm like, that kind of... Uh, dissonance there between the you know what i mean like oh yeah we'll get into it because <laughs> i have some notes on that i thought it was a little illustrative there but uh and of course it wouldn't be a real instruction book without a scorebook section to mark the name date and score of your achievements so <laughs> great we did forget to mention that you do have a score in this game yeah yeah but like so many other games it is pointless <laughs> i mean i guess you can record high scores but the game doesn't keep track of them or anything so no and I, as a kid, never cared about high score on anything. Agreed. It, maybe in the arcade, but not, not once 1990 rolled around. No, 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 sir. Also, I happened to stumble across the Japanese instruction manual, which oh. is awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, it's full color and has all these great, uh, like, pictures drawn, and it's so crazy. Like, I was looking at it, and I was just amazed. We are like, this is, looks like an awesome instruction manual. Why didn't we get this instead of this? Like, they had to just crank it out, like, solve it. Well... I bet that's what those extra three days were. Ugh, they were well spent. Yeah. Jealous. So, Nick, what's your more recent experience with this game? Well, uh, I'm proud to say I finally beat Sonic the Hedgehog. Congratulations. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm a real boy now, so it's uh, pretty cool. Now, how many times did you play this over the past week? Uh, three different sittings it took me to finally get through. So, Well, I'd like to say that it only took me three sittings, but... I played this game like five or six times. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of those times just being the first two uh, zones of this game. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, well, part of it was that I wasn't focusing on getting my 50 rings to get those continues. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, it was one of those <laughs> things where I thought I could just 
plow through it. My memory was that it was a lot easier than it was. Right, right. And it was not. Oh, well, I mean, really getting down and, and exploring the nuts and bolts of the different levels and stuff was a lot of fun for some of the levels. But, uh, yeah. and getting to, you know, go back, I, I don't know. It's very interesting. So I did beat the game, mm-hmm. uh, but only with the crappy ending. Uh, yeah, I did too. Uh, I did not get all six of the Chaos Emeralds. I only got two, so. I managed to get four. Uh, and but that was nice with uh, some real crazy luck at times too, where I would be spinning around the edges, and just as many times I probably cursed at my TV when I <laughs> fell right into a goal. Oh, I know. I I got into I got the big rings a lot at almost every level, but I kept uh, you know I kept getting mad about not getting the chaos emeralds. But I um especially in my last playthrough, I had a couple like miracle like I got these a ton of continues. So and I think they're worth more than the emeralds in the long runs. That brings us to the general chat of this game. Mm-hmm. I am not sure how I feel about this game. <laughs> uh, mainly because I feel like it has a split personality. Uh, yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's something going on there. There is a deal where you want to go fast. Mm-hmm. But if you go fast, you're going to miss all of the cool things in the game. Yeah, yeah. All of the extra stuff and possibly be punished for it. In a lot of places, they really almost trick you into going fast. Just to, you know, you already have to know what you're going to do later because there's oh. no way you're reacting. Oh yeah, I've got I've got those some of those parts pointed out for the next <laughs> section. Now, um, the true epiphany for me was that to be good at this game, I had to realize that while I can go fast, I almost never should. Yeah, well, it, it's like a learning curve, kind of. Like, you want to spend at least the first couple playthroughs of any given act or zone, like, you know, feeling out the level, finding the tricks, you know, the secrets, the things that are worth it, things that aren't. And then, because some of them, you know, you, you will miss if you're going too fast. But there's some of them that you have to go super fast to find. Yeah, you said a couple times that this game truly is an owner's dream. <laughs> like, I understand why this was a pack-in, for sure, because... You would have to go through some of these levels so many times to figure out the quick paths, the secret areas, where to speed and jump off of. Because honestly, I did watch a run through of this game. I sometimes do while finishing my notes. Mm -hmm. And that guy was playing a different game than I was. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost, you know, it comes back to the the speed thing. It's like you have to earn it to play it like it's a race almost because you want to, you know, you're just like, you know, uh, shaving seconds off your time or, you know, hitting these jumps just right so you bounce off this guy and get to this place. Yeah, there is so much to explore in this game. Uh, There's lots of different paths in every level and so many secrets to find that it's really a joy to just kind of go around to, to look through the levels to not run oh yeah i love just putzing around it's awesome now sonic the hedgehog has seven zones i really like how we're discovering all the many types of names there can be for <laughs> levels and whatnot so there are seven zones and six of them have three acts yeah yeah not unlike a play oh, very true and the first two acts, uh, they are the ones that have the special stages to unlock, you know, getting those 50 rings, trying to get your continues, or the Chaos Emeralds. Mm-hmm. And every level has one or multiple checkpoints. Uh, yeah, the lampposts, so you can ring past them. Yeah, they call them lampposts, but they don't look like lampposts. I, I don't know what that thing is. But. And lampposts <laughs> don't spin around when you hit them. <laughs> I, I haven't tried, so. But they do make a really nice sound effect. That's yeah, yeah. one of my favorites. 
In fact, this game has a lot of great sound effects. They are they are in the top echelon. It's a great sounding game, man. It is great sounding. Well, let's listen to this next clip as we take this game level by level. One of the cool things about when you start a new stage or any act is the transitions. It's really putting that 16-bit processor to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the title slides in from the left, some graphics slide in from the right, all meets in the middle. It has a little extra polish. It's like you're kind of watching a TV show or a cartoon. Oh, it's fancy, man. It is. And you start out at the Green Hill Zone. Yeah, I love this level. It's uh, one of my favorite first levels of any game, really. Uh, it's, it it's is really awesome. The iconic Sonic level. Like it's it's beautiful. I love all the you know the bright sunny graphics. You got palm trees, sunflowers, forests in the background, parallax scrolling, a lake, waterfalls. Like, I like those waterfalls a lot. I, I love them, man. They they look good. It's awesome. And it's got a great song. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know this song, even if you don't think you know this song. This level introduces the loop. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. introduces some of those uh, curvy passageways. You have to be a ball form to get through. Sure, and you get to see a lot of the, almost all of the gameplay elements. You know, the springs, uh, cr- yes. some crumbling platforms and stuff. Um, and you are treated to your first of many weird, weird robot enemies. Oh, sure. Actually, you meet um, the majority of the cast in the very first level of your enemies. Like, you have the, the choppers are fish, buzz bombers are the okay. bees. I hate those fish. <laughs> Everybody says that. I just, I never had a problem with them. I don't know. I... Well, the problem for me is that many of the times that I thought I would be killing the fish, I did not and end up getting hurt. Oh, sometimes, yeah, the jumping can be weird. There's a you... weird detection on, I felt those uh, enemies more so than some others. Right, because the very top of them where they're biting will get you. Correct. I, and, you know, that's the problem. I don't know. I always just ran by them. I, I didn't many, really mess with them. <laughs> many of the enemies have these weird parts that are weak spots that don't really have the best hitboxes or hit detection. Sure, sure. Yeah, so there's a bunch of relatively weak enemies, and, uh, you know, you get your share of spikes and excitements and stuff. And, I mean, the very first level, you have three paths you can take. Like, it's awesome. It is. But you also are treated to the first time where you can lose momentum. And you will find yourself sometimes stuck. (laughs) You know, you will be in a ditch or a half pipe or one of these areas that... You just can't seem to get enough speed up to go through your loop or get out of the area. Yeah, sometimes it helps if you jump and then start running as you get close to the ground. Like, it allows you to gain speed a little faster than just going from the standstill. Yes, but I'm never sure when I should tuck into the spin roll (laughs) or not. Or it just sometimes can be very uh, frustrating. Yeah, timing it can be tricky, but it's not not that bad. So, yes, you fight some ladybugs, some chameleon rockets. Uh, those are motobugs and neutrons. Like I said. Respectively, so. <laughs> good names, weird robots. Uh, but more interestingly, when you kill or destroy any robot, you free a tiny, cute little animal inside. Yeah, that uh, that's a neat touch where you're rescuing. Each one is a rescue, you know? Yeah, and the little sprite pops out and then bounces away off the screen. It's mm-hmm. very, very cute. Now, if you can make it through all of those creatures and the awesome backgrounds and these new mechanics, you'll find yourself in Act 2. And Act 2 is where they really introduce their first big jerk move. Uh, oh, what's that? Well, that is really close to the beginning, uh, where you'll find yourself on a path. You can backtrack. You find yourself some super sneakers. Mm-hmm. And you have got the power, the speed. You're running, and this is it. You are really experiencing Sonic <laughs> for all it's worth. 
You roll up the hill, you shoot into the sky, you've got so much air, and you fly right into an enemy. <laughs> well, you got to be in your ball form, I guess. I guess. I don't know, but I swear <laughs> to God, it, I died on that. Or I didn't die because I would just lose all my rings. But man, right. way more times than I would care to admit. It's tough to remember that, you know, like you don't want to be caught, like especially when you're falling and stuff, like where you're still doing the running in the air. Like you, you want to turn into your ball form as uh, early as you can when you're airborne. True. And then the other big jerk factor is that they trick you into going past the big ring if you've activated it. Oh, right. Yeah. Because the end of the level is like a bunch of snaky, speed boosty zones. And man, does it throw you right past Yeah, you've got to be ready for it and either jump ahead of time or just hit the brakes. Like Now, at the end of every level is a uh, billboard with uh, Dr. Yeah. Robotnik on it. And when you go past it, it spins and is replaced with Sonic's face. <laughs> Showing him, man. Yeah. And if you jump at certain spots, there's like little bonus points. Yeah, they're like hidden in different spots and different uh, acts, I guess. But yep, who cares? It's just, just points. points. <laughs> well, if you can uh, run back as quickly as you can, sometimes you can get into the ring. Yeah, you have a little time before, I think it's before your time bonus qu- ends. Okay. You know, counting down, ticking down, transferring to points, maybe. Well, hopefully you made it into that ring. I you... didn't have a problem ever getting to them, so. Yeah, and hopefully you get your Chaos Emerald. Hopefully it continues. Then you find yourself in Act 3. More loops. Yep, yep. More tunnels. Very similar to the previous two acts. Like, there's not a big difference, but that's not a bad thing because they're a lot of fun, so. Yeah, and you're going to find that when we do get to the third act of many of these stages, there's not a lot to say because it is just a lot more of what was in Act 1 and 2. It may be a little harder. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, I respect because, you know, each level has a theme and they stick to it, so uh, card laid, card played. Indeed. At the end of this level, though, there is not a billboard, and there is no way to get a ring. The big ring. That's right, because you are now coming face-to-face with Dr. Ivo Robotnik himself. Now, what's the deal with him being called Eggman? Is that a Japanese thing? I think he was just called Eggman in Japan, and that's why he's shaped like an egg and has the eggish Well, because his vehicle is referred to as the Eggmobile still in America. I think that's just a holdover from Japan. Well, Dr. Robotnik flies out in a little ship that I think he may have bought at the same store as Bowser. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have a big, goofy clown face on it, so points well, to Robotnik for that, I think. Indeed. Um, and this little ship comes out. What's really cool that I like is that if you're quick, you can get a few hits on it before he starts to attack or get into his final you know, uh, position. Sure, sure. If you roll in there and, you know, there's two little platforms on either side that you can use to jump higher. And as soon as he comes down, you can start just pegging away, blasting him. Yeah, I can get, I can get three hits on him if I'm really good. Yeah, yeah. And once he gets to the middle, he drops a wrecking ball from his little ship. Mm-hmm. And it swings back and forth as he goes left and right in the play field yeah you just avoid the ball you can fall through the chain part without uh getting hit or anything so it's pretty simple yeah you just want to jump in to hit him when the ball is swinging towards you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so not too rough you beat him and he does not die his ship does not explode it kind of burns up a little bit and flies away yeah and then the level's not over you have to run over a few more feet and there's a big device yeah like a tanker or something with a plunger on top (laughs) Yeah, you, you jump. Jump on that plunger. Yeah, and then it frees a, a ton of little rabbits and whatnots. Uh, oh, animals. this was that 16-bit processor showing off all the way. No, it's true because that's something that, um, 
you know, should be said is that like when you have a ton of rings and get hit, you can see them all. Like it's uh, it's not something that you I'd ever seen before. You know, on an NES or anything. You know, handling that many little uh, objects at once is uh, a Agreed. new a new a new thing. It wouldn't be until I beat Solitaire on Windows that I'd see <laughs> more things tiling off into the distance. Well, after you've rescued all those cute and tiny animals, you will find yourself in the second zone, the Marble Zone. Yeah, may one of my least favorite zones, personally, but... Well, you know, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, it's not my least favorite, it's one of them. This level takes place inside of, like, dungeons and a lava land. Yeah, there's, like, some ruins and stuff. It reminds me of the first level of... Uh, Altered Beast? Yeah, did you? That uh... is exactly what I wrote down, too. Hilarious. Uh, I wrote, it feels like Altered Beast is going to show up in this place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, when you're up at the top of the level, um, you can see some pretty cool, like, foresty backgrounds, but most of it is, like, subterranean brick walls, which, you know, look fine. And This is also the introduction of my least favorite enemy in the game, uh, the what? Caterpillar. Ah, uh, yeah, the Caterkiller. You know what, I'll give it to him, because <laughs> those things killed me a lot. Yeah, I just learned to give up and not try it. I kept thinking I could, uh, you know, I'm just target their head because their other sections have spikes. But Right, you have to spin roll into them to reliably kill them. Yeah, it's, they're not worth jumping on. I just skip them, man. That's all I always did. But. Yeah, I definitely uh, learned to start jumping over them when I could. You also uh, are introduced to... The spikes that pop out of the walls, floors, or ceilings at this point. Yeah, they, they come, they, you know, alternate in and out, back and forth for a little while. Now, this game has what I call nice spikes. Uh-huh. And those are spikes that you can actually walk up to the side of. Oh, and touch and them. And touch them without being hurt or push into them. And when they drop, you won't get hurt. You can just run on. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a good touch because I, it always drove me nuts in many other games. Yeah, it's not the side of the spike that hurts you. It is the top. Luckily, uh, Team Sonic, they got that one right. <laughs> yeah, we see a lot of uh, like little hills that will catch on fire when you uh, jump on them and some other, you know, fire-based, uh, you know, lava hazards and stuff in this level that, uh, you know, it's all right. But they also introduce a lot of places in these levels where you will jump and that the at the height of your jump, you will spawn enemies that fly right into your path. <laughs> Another jerk move. Like the bats or... Definitely the bats. The bats don't have a name, but I call them robats. Nice. I think it should stick. And my final note about uh, this first area is that you don't really get to use your speed much at all. No, this is a very slow level. That's why it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. You, know, you get through Act 1. Act 2 is very similar. Yeah, yeah, and you have, uh, you know, just more, you get some fireballs shooting up and, you know, out of the lava now, and there's... You ride lava blocks, or blocks on lava. Back and forth, and there is, a like, a lava rush at the bottom uh, at one point where, you know, it's coming down and chasing you. Yeah, and man, what a disappointment. Like, that could have been a badass, exciting scene. Yeah, I feel like it was real short, too. Like, he could have made this a bigger chunk of the level, maybe. It was so short, and the lava is so slow that it's never a danger. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, the heat is on, literally. (laughs) But it wasn't. I just, you know, ran far ahead, and yeah, it was nothing. The H was not O. Now, you also find a lot of false walls uh, starting in these levels here. Sure, sure, yeah. Not just ones that break, but ones you can just pass right through. Yeah, like right behind them. Uh, there is a small, you know, spike platform area. It's kind of puzzly. You know, you got to figure out which ones to jump on and which ones to go under. But yeah, classic, you know, spike presses coming down with chains. You can jump on top. Some of them have little weights, you know, that 
They're, they're all right. But Nothing too tough. Not this. Not too hard at all in this part. You know, get through there. Find yourself in Act Three, and it is so long. It is. It is. But um, thankfully, <laughs> there is a split path and a shortcut. That's pretty early on. I don't know if I know about this shortcut. There's a there's an area where I found this on accident. Uh, there's a series of these spike presses coming out of the ceiling, uh-huh. and uh, I was jumping up to the right, and I thought I was about to get crushed because the very top right corner of it there's a spike press. But at the at, right before you're about to get crushed, there's a path you can go through. You walk through and get a one up. That itself has another invisible path you can walk through that brings you out like right at the end of the level. So oh man. It, I didn't realize it at first, and then I died at some point later. And then when I went back and I realized, I was like, holy crap, you skip a lot of level if you take that path. So I started doing it every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to learn about that because this level is just kind of soul-crushing. It's a, There's a lot to it, and it's slow. Like, you're constantly waiting, like, on lava plumes and, and blocks and things to uh, move so slow. It sucks. Oh, yeah. And, like, right towards the end is a ridiculous, like multi-jump part where you really have to just tap jump 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 across a bunch of platforms (laughs) and if you miss one you don't die but you fall back and have to redo a whole big chunk of the level over again it's almost worse than dying it is but if you can make it through there you find yourself fighting dr robotnik once again yeah now he's got his uh fire drops that's what i called them uh i found it called the fireball weapon oh well whatever it is he's got a little like uh nozzle on the bottom of his ship that drops these uh fiery red liquid that engulfs your platform on fire so the area where you fight him there are two platforms on each side of the screen and a little bed of lava in between them yeah i should should mention that first but (laughs) and when uh he drops his fireball and it hits your platform it catches the whole platform on fire as well as hitting you if it contacts you in the air but okay well what you have to do is just jump and hit him and then when he's about to drop one on your platform jump to the other it's not complicated. No, no. It's an easy game of back and forth. And I mean, I think you only have to hit them, what, eight times, isn't that? Yeah, it's eight hits on every time you fight him. Every boss, okay. Now, one uh, fun fact to note, which wasn't so fun for me to note, <laughs> was that you can die after you've killed Dr. Robotnik. Oh, if you fall in the lava? If you fall in that lava, <laughs> you will still get hurt. Uh, and that... I'm guessing any of the other boss fights if there is a hazard or he's still doing some sort of explosion or something, you might die there too. Right, right. Yeah. Nothing worse <laughs> than dying after you've defeated the boss. No, no, it sucks, man. Uh, but if you defeat him and you don't die, then you find another one of those giant things, hit the yep. plunger, free the animals, huzzah. You are a hero. And the hero moves on to the Spring Yard Zone. Oh, yes. That's what my notes say. Because this was my favorite, my favorite zone in the game. Really? Yeah. This is my least favorite zone. Oh. I hated all the pinball stuff, man. I felt like I was totally out of control and constantly fighting. Uh, but yeah, anyways. <laughs> well, for me, it was, this was when I finally got to go fast again. That's true. That's I got true. to finally jump. I got to use speed and I got to use springs that would launch me high into the air. No, it's true. There there are certain spots that are, I think you get moving the fastest and farthest in the game because you can blast up you know you have these big like dips like that oh, yeah. will shoot you around and you'll go flying up and this is the first time you see bumpers outside of the special stages mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the one downside is that this level does have a few of those parts where it punishes you for going too fast and there's uh 
you know, you'll see these power-ups underneath these, like, walls of bumpers that you have to, like, you know, bounce your way down into, and it can be such a pain in the butt because you can barely control yourself, and you're like... Well, see, after doing so many of the Chaos uh, Emerald Special Stages, <laughs> I felt like I had a grasp on that jumping, bouncing mechanic enough to enjoy this level. Right, right. See, I just kind of, I don't know, I didn't get uh, ballsy enough to take the the super speed boost a lot, so I found myself just taking the low route and moving slow and steady, so... Now, one thing I don't like about this level is that it has a real creepy new enemy in it. With those purple, weird... It's like a ball, speed ball thing. Sonic-ish. Yeah, yeah. Sneaks up on you, and then it stands up and splits in half or something gross yeah those are called rollers they're like this weird like i oh they i hate those bastards man they run up behind you and they scare me every time like yeah i don't hate them so much because they're hard they just scare and creep me out agreed you're also introduced in this area to uh spinning platforms to separating platforms a whole new variety of platforms that move around in new Mm -hmm. ways but if you can handle that you can bounce your way through correctly you'll get to act two And that's where you start getting crazy air. Oh, yeah. You can get flying and, uh, (laughs) like, you have no idea where you're coming down, but you can cover so much ground. If you can get moving, like, the top path, you know, if you can really... Oh, yeah. That's why I love these levels because, I mean, I was just like, screw it. I'm cutting loose. I'm not getting 50 coins anymore. I've pretty much given up. (laughs) Well, that's next zone, but... And I'm just going for it. And I would just rock it on, man. And it's a lot more forgiving, I feel like, than in the other levels for letting you speed off. Sure, sure. There's not as many pit deaths and stuff. But uh, if you were like me and you just grub it out on the bottom, it's it's kind of a, a, a slog. <laughs> it can be. Now, you make it through this part, get to Act 3. And this has got some areas in it where I feel like it is the fastest you will ever get in this game. Yeah, yeah. You go flying sometimes. Yeah, between the weird loops and the spins into springs that will just launch you sideways, upwards. Just an awesome raw speed that you just never have in a lot of these old uh, side-scrolling games. Yeah, uh, and don't be like me and chicken out of this stuff. Really, just get in there because you'll end up making this level uh, take like at least twice as long. If, if you just really go for it, you'll, you'll save a lot of time. Yeah, it's so forgiving. This is the level to really let your fast flag fly now if you speed your way through every part of this level you will find dr robotnik in that little ship once again but this time with a new attachment that's right he's got out his uh needle that uh you know you should be said you're on these uh a bridge of of blocks that are a little different than the normal floor and he extends the needle out the bottom and charges down pulling up the block with him as he flies up and breaks it so Again, not too hard. I had an embarrassing amount of trouble with this at first because uh, <laughs> I kept ending up with this big pit in the middle and I was jumping back and forth and it was real hard to do it without, like I'd hit him and then fall to my death. Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here now. <laughs> I fought him almost every single time while invincible. You see, when I found that uh, invincibility just to the left of the lamppost, that's what I was like, oh, okay. So then I just ran right over to the right and as you soon can- as he came down, just... Yeah. yeah, you can jump across all of the moving platforms fairly easily to get mm-hmm. to him, and then you have it long enough to do a lot of damage to him. In fact, I don't think he ever got more than three blocks out of the floor. Yeah, if you can, especially if you can get them, if get him to take the blocks all in one chunk, like at the right or something. So oh you're yeah, not, you know, jumping over a pit, it, it's not hard. Well, if you don't have a long string of embarrassing defeats like Nick, <laughs> 
you will free another large chunk of tiny animals from their prison, mm-hmm. and you will move on to the Labyrinth Zone. Yes, the dreaded water level. This is my least favorite levels it's, it's, of the game. <laughs> this is my second favorite one, actually, as much as I hate water levels, but... I don't understand that at all. Well, I really like it's got like a, I don't know what, would you say Mayan or Mesoamerican kind of ruin? Kind of. It's a temple feel. What I was going to ask you was what is on those those blocks? Are like, they bird faces? It looks like a bird face. I don't know. It's, it's like weird... different bird faces. That's what I thought. Maybe it's the bird that laid Eggman. Oh, man. I think you just cracked the case. <laughs> Well, deep, man. The mystery of the temple is solved, but you're still deep in temples and ruins. And in Act 1, right away, you find water. You do, but not after running into a new enemy, the Burrowbots. Oh, are... I hate those guys, too. Yeah, and I'm also really embarrassed that I they scare me as often as they do, because you can see their little drill beaks above the ground, but they kept like catching me off guard. And they're not hard, but it's just... Uh... They're kind of like a little robot mole. Uh, but one of the reasons I hate them is they do look like they have a backwards baseball cap on. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. So there's like a whole extra level of like, meh, to no. <laughs> for me. And don't get me wrong, when I'm working hard, sometimes I turn my ball cap around too. <laughs> but I don't hide underground with it that way. So after them, you find the water. And the water is really interesting. You gives you a higher jump, as mm-hmm. you might expect. But... One thing to note is that Sonic is not very good at holding his breath. No, no. Unlike uh, Mario or a lot of other games, like you're on a timer underwater and you have to either get back, up, you know, crest your head above water or find these little bubble areas. That... Right. Sonic can only hold his breath for 18 seconds. 18? Okay. I think he's a smoker. <laughs> I don't know, because he can run real fast. Yeah, but he is really cool, bad boy. Ooh, it's hard to say. But yeah, you have 18 seconds of air. And there's a warning bell at 5, 10, and 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then when you're down to your final five seconds, the music, the whole time the music speeds up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then it really cranks up in those final five. Dun, 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 uh, dun. It's terrifying. Uh, it really, like, makes me so scared and nervous. Anytime it happens, I'm like, oh, geez, please, just, I, I got to find these bubbles. Like, it, it really lays it on, man. And it shows you the countdown. Five, four, three. Two, one, and it's kind of a sickening death scene when he yeah, well, dies underwater. And it gives you that like extra second where you think you're going to die. And like, because I've given up hope sometimes, and then I'll see this bubble and like, I could have got there if I wouldn't have just, you know, given up. So, so always keep fighting for that air, guys. Yeah. And as you said, there are little spots that bubbles will come out of, and every so often a large bubble will come out. I don't know if there's a specific timing on those. Luck. It's, it seemed very random, but that yeah. could have been the stress level of me almost dying many well, times. Well, it definitely seems like uh, they don't give you the bubbles when you're running out of time as, as often. So It def- <laughs> does definitely feel that way. But yeah, this is another level that has a big shortcut. Um, Do you push a, a switch um, to open it? Because this level has a whole new realm of switches oh, and door opening. Yeah, and switches or door opening, like platform moving underwater, you know, but there's, it's. I think it's like uh, you, you go underwater the first time and come back out, and then there's a second time where you, I believe you go back down, but if you head up and to the right, I think you might have to hit a switch, but there's a little waterfall that if you go under, you'll get to one of those wavy, like current, underwater current scenes, and it'll throw you out, like, pretty much at the end of the... Uh, level so uh, in in these water levels which are slow going it's a it's a big bonus like yeah well if it gets me past any of those underwater spears 
I will be super happy because <laughs> I hate them. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass for sure. They're the classic enter the wall, exit the wall spear, but there's something about them that they're just really hard to get around. I don't know if it's their hitboxes are goofy or I'm goofy, but underwater, it's just well, an extra level of freaking. Your underwater jump is so frustrating as well because you have a you know certain latency or lurch to it that you know you can jump farther than you think, and you know you you can't move around as much as you can in the air even. So it's it's sluggish. It is, and there are also a few places where there are quirks in the level. The water level will rise. And there's very small puzzle elements of, you know, being on the right cork when it goes up, things like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But this is officially where I no longer get the big ring. And Uh, from this point out... (laughs) Oh, yeah, no way. I'm not even trying. I'm just trying to hold on to maybe one or two rings to get me, get me to the end. Right, right. So I didn't get the big ring, and I moved on to Act 2. This is the first water slide. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You're on the slide. You can't really do much. And it doesn't, you don't have to on this one. It's just to kind of show you how it works. Yeah, you, you get a lot of speed. You do. And you find a lot trickier underwater parts. Yeah, there's no shortcuts here. And uh, this might be the hardest act. Yeah, and I think a lot of it might be self-imposed because when I was watching, I watched a speed run, uh-huh. which uh, admittedly used a lot of glitches. So, But well, this is one where they didn't. And you actually can skip a lot. Like, I would stop it every time there was bubbles to get... Not every time for me, but a lot more times it, it, than I probably. It actually had to. hurts you because it's really hard to get your momentum going underwater again. And you can, if you just run through, you can skip a lot of me, plenty of time to get even past, you know, without any bubbles and just get to the next uh, air pocket or you know zone above water. So it's it's I don't know. I will definitely try to get through this a little quicker next time and not stop and smell the bubbles. <laughs> you find yourself in Act Three after braving the underwater cavernous zone. And hey, more more water and yeah. another water slide. Only this slide is a little goofier. Yeah, it's uh, repeating. It tricks you like you, it is a loop. Yes, and uh, again, a little embarrassing. It took me a little longer to figure that out than I. You well, know, not like, only is you... it a loop, getting off the loop is a lot harder than you'd think. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It took me a while before, just through accident, where I was like, if you press backwards and jump while you're sliding, you'll fly off. Like, Oh, is, is that what it is? That's what I was doing. And I was I, pressing forward and jump. Oh, maybe that, you know, but whatever works. there was only very specific parts where that was working consistently. So I'm, I'm thinking perhaps you're in the right. Anyway, so you, you jump off this waterfall just right so you can get to one of two of these little kind of ledges that well, I think one of them has a ring and some shields and the other one has a, has a button you press down to uh, reveal a secret passage out of the waterfall zone. Yeah, I drowned more than once in this level. I, I will be honest <laughs> about that. And one of the cool things they introduced that I felt like really should have been used more was when the water current picked up real fast mm-hmm. and you got flung down some pipes and then you would find a pole that you could hang on to. Yeah. And then you can either move up or down to position yourself again before you let go and are taken by the current again. Yeah, because they'll they'll put, you know, spikes along your way that you have to dodge and uh you know, they usually those poles give you a chance to choose your path. Yeah, I felt like that should have been in the first and second act. Yeah, this is a, another level that has a pretty sweet uh you have multiple paths and there's a, a pretty sweet uh shortcut at the bottom that actually lets you skip past the whole section with those like lifts on tracks and stuff. Oh, yeah. They take you up and out, and you have to, like, bounce sometimes to find these doors, but it's uh, another one of those, uh, I believe it's one of those water current zones, but... That's cool. Well, I wasn't fortunate enough to find that shortcut, and I took the long cut through the whole level, (laughs) and at a certain point, you are ascending from the water through some areas. The water rises with you, 
Mm -hmm. and you catch a glimpse of Dr. Robotnik himself. Yeah, what's he doing down here? I don't know. You can get like one or two hits on him. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I started getting confused because then he runs away. Yeah, the whole boss fight is just you're chasing him up this passage uh, vertically, kind of. And this... This is possibly the hardest boss fight. I would, I would, I think it is. It took me the, the most. The one without a boss. Yeah, yeah. You just have to avoid all the spears and traps underwater. And really, the race is to try to get as high as you can before the water catches up with you. Correct. Because you're making your way up this path, avoiding uh, fireballs, spears, that kind of thing. But what makes it hard is once the water passes you, you are now on a time limit, as we know, an 18 second time limit yeah. to get to the top. And you're moving slow. So, you know, it's, it's really tough. It is tough. And then if you can get to the top, well, then you really have to fight. No, you don't have to fight <laughs> Dr. Robotnik at all. He just runs away. Yeah, he's just out of there. and He leaves, and then the giant uh, animal prison device is <laughs> just sitting there waiting for you to destroy it. Yeah, and you're done, man. That's uh, pretty chill. Uh, it is a very cool but weird ending to a level. Yeah, yeah. So you have chased him straight off into the Starlight Zone. A hilarious zone because it's a parking lot or a parking garage. Is that what you got out of this? Like all those. Kind of. I said a space city. Well, because I feel like it has like. Uh, but now that you say that, it's. You know, there's cones and. A lot like... more parking lot ish. <laughs> it's a. I don't know. Maybe they'd call parking lots starlight zones in Japan, but I'm going to start doing it here. This is, I think, my second favorite zone. I, yeah, me too. Oh, we finally agreed <laughs> on something, Nick. Now, uh, this is another time where you get to go fast. Oh, yeah. And there's a ton of split paths in these levels. Definitely. A lot of moving platforms of all types, uh, new ones that go back and forth, uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. New enemies, the bomb. Yeah, you get these first, uh, and those guys are bastards, too. Yeah, they really suck. Uh, They themselves hurt you. Uh, They also explode into four little fireballs that have an arc. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. those fireballs also hurt you. Yeah, and uh, a lot of their placements are placed so that uh, if you're going super fast, you're fine. You'll just whiz by like six of them in a row and you get to see a little neat firework. But if you're like me and you were putzing around slowly, they're real. It sucks. I bet you're getting hit by a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, besides the bombs, the new types of platforms, you know, there's not a lot to say about this level. It's not very hard. Yeah, and uh, Act 1 also has, there are actually two different shortcuts. There's one at the top of the level and one at the bottom. I only found the one at the top, but I was looking through later, or, you know, I saw that there's another one down at the bottom. So, you know, you can go your own way. You can go your own way. And if you do, you might find yourself in Act 2. My notes here say there are way fun loops and tracks. Yes. And the biggest jumps. So many loops, man. You go, yes, you're very airborne in this level. Uh, I did get stuck a few times, though, in this level. Oh, yeah? Where that momentum thing again. That's part of this play control that I get yeah. goofed on sometimes where I just cannot get up the hill and get the speed I need to. And also, we should say that uh, the Starlight Zone has the fans. I was just going to say, the fans are introduced here, and they're a little goofy. If They are weird. Like, you can kind of jump against them for a little while, but not. it stops you dead eventually. And if you jump up through their path, sometimes you get shot out the opposite direction. Yeah, and they don't push you as far. I don't know. I would I would think I'm like, all right, well, I'm up against this fan, so when I head back the opposite direction, I'm really going to go flying, but it's not as much as I thought. So True. And the other thing I really like about this level is it introduces the seesaws. 
mm, that have yeah. the little spiky balls on them. Yeah, the weights that you can uh, use to propel yourself up. and Yeah, you jump on one end, it launches the ball, and then if you move to the other side, when the ball lands, that will launch you up. And the coolest part is that it is relative to how high the ball was launched. Yeah, you can trade your momentum and build it back and forth for a little while. It's a it's a neat little like mechanic that is uh, you know well well implemented. It's sad to see it debut so late in the game, and then we find ourselves even later in the game at Act Three. And you know I've said it before, but I think this is truly it: the biggest, the biggest jumps, and the biggest ramp. That uh, ramp at the beginning of yeah, the level. Yeah, that's a huge downhill run. Like If you can pull it off and hug that ramp all the way down and hit that curve, it is the most satisfying jump in the game. You blast into outer space. Yeah, all the way through the starlight zone. Pretty much. It's a pretty open level, too, and uh, not too tough. So No, just there's way too many bombs in certain parts of this level. Yeah, that's another, you know, going fast is a big boon, and I did not do that, so... Well, if you do, and you can make it to the end, you will find what I think is a pretty cool variation of Dr. Robotnik, the Mind Dropper. Yeah, yeah. He's, there's three of those uh, seesaws in the, in the room, and uh, he's dropping little mines, those weights that will eventually explode. And you have to kind of jump on them to bounce them up into him or propel you to jump into him as well. Yes, and I hate to say I had more trouble at this boss than I would like to admit at first. I didn't fully get the concept of when and how I should be using those uh, for their momentum. (laughs) Well, see, I ran up against where uh, it wasn't until I had almost beat him that I realized you could actually hit him with the mines. I was only using them to propel me up, so I was really doing it the hard way. (laughs) Well, I found that to be easier to let the mines fall, jump um, on where they were, Mm Mm-hmm on the platform they're on, and then let them propel you high enough into the air to hit Dr. Robotnik, I found that a lot easier to aim than trying to hit him with his own mines. Sure. It really isn't that tough either way, but I feel like it's way faster if you use the mines to actually hit him. But Probably. The other thing I ran into at this boss was that if you die and spawn right before him, there are no rings or any shield before you get to him. Oh, true. Yeah, you have to be careful because you're not. So you you're don't going have any hits. Yeah. yeah, right into that boss fight, zero hits. But it's manageable. You can do it, and when you do do it, it's very satisfying. And you have rescued yourself yet another cash cash cachet. Uh huh. Yeah. I I think a I large that. group <laughs> of animals. They are free thanks to you, and you can move on to the scrap brain zone. The final level, man. Why is it named that? It's a weird name. I don't know. It is. For a weird level. Are you in an oil refinery at night? Yeah, it looks like some kind of like factory, industrial. Yeah, like it, the backgrounds are pretty cool, but uh, I don't understand why it's called Scrap Brain. But Oh, you think it's like a scrap yard? I guess, but... I mean... Brain? Very <laughs> loosely. I don't know. Well, in Act 1 of this level, you are back to hard. This This is where the game ramps it up again. Yeah, you get some new, uh, you know, you start fighting those uh, pigs that throw the bouncy things. Ball hogs uh, is what they're called. And uh, Well, more importantly, my least favorite enemy is back in this level. The well, Caterkiller. The Caterkiller is here to stay, man. And there are some neat uh, little, uh, you know, like those moving doors. The kind of those, they look like a circle with a notch cut out. Yeah, in the so shape there of are you. a whole bunch of new platforms and things in this level. Um, I will say first that there are also a ton more pits. There are lots mm-hmm. of ways to fall to your death in these. There are fire bursts that come out of broken pipes. We haven't really seen those before. <laughs> no. 
But, you know, there are blocks that disappear and reappear, a la Mega Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are um, there are weird little electricity nodes that will shock you at a timed interval. There are rotating blocks. There are doors or platforms that fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, yeah. Trap doors that open up. I mean, you're seeing like a whole ton of new mechanics introduced right here in the last levels. And like you said, there is these uh, mechanical puzzles, almost like a lock that yeah. Sonic fits into. Yeah, it's a weird kind of, and you you know you can choose usually one or two paths where to get out. It's it's a neat little idea, I thought. You get a lot of new stuff to deal with, and it's a very large level. Um, Act one, all, all of the Scrap Brain Zone, these levels are huge. There's tons of paths and uh, places to poke around in. So while they can be fun, they're also nerve-wracking because there's a lot to come at you. Yeah, I agree. It it was just a lot of holding on to those two rings and moving forward. <laughs> yeah. And I did move forward to Act 2 of the Scrap Brain Zone. And, oh my God, those gear things you stick on. That's my first note. What a weird... Uh, I had no idea how to use them at first. It took me a minute to figure it out. I didn't even know you could stick to them at first because I was only jumping on them. Right, yeah, yeah. And after, you know, it was just an accident one time when I was like, oh. Exactly. But then it's very hard to get to stick on it unless you're in the top, like, half of it. There's a trick to it, yeah. I'm not but then sure, sometimes like... you can still stick to it if you hit it from the bottom the right way. And you can, like, run around it and build up speed if you're good enough and then jump. Oh, if you... apparently. I didn't realize that until I watched someone else playing this. Yeah, I, I saw it at the ending. <laughs> but, uh... but you can also use their rotation to fling you off. Mm-hmm. In a great distance. I was able to get to the top of the level and find some secrets that way. Oh, see, I wasn't able to milk it very well. I, I didn't I got master into it. it. Yeah. yeah, well, um, I spent, I would say, at least five solid minutes oh, just... in the very first area with them. Just being defeated by them and slowly but surely learning to master their spin technique. Right, right. It's a cool, it's a cool little feature. I, I wish I would have learned more about it, but... But you didn't. No, I didn't. But I did learn about the uh, nomadic tubes you get that whisk you away to different parts of the level. Again, Uh, why are these in the last level? I'm not sure. I feel like those come back pretty early in Sonic 2, right? Uh, Maybe. I I know this isn't the only time I've seen them, but, you know, those whisk you around and you get a lot of conveyor belts with buzz saws. Oh, buzz saws with conveyor belts. That's my next note. And boy, do they suck. Yeah, Yeah. It's the classic, oh, the conveyor belt's going the wrong way that you want it to. But Sonic is not made to change momentum quick no, enough. No, yeah. <laughs> so I was always, like, there was guaranteed a hit going through those uh, conveyor belts. Yeah, they can be rough. Very rough. And that is actually what I wrote. They are very rough. And <laughs> that's it for Act 2. Act 3 is a trap. Yeah, you you think you can see at the very end, you see Dr. Robotnik and you're catching up to him, but then there's like a force field wall. And, and he hits a button and the floor falls right out from under you. Yep. It's, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's neat. It is neat. Uh, <laughs> you fall and find yourself underground. It looks very similar to the temple area before in the... Uh, the labyrinth zone. The labyrinth zone. Yeah. Um, and of course, you find more water. Yeah, it's long, but... It's purple? Yes, and there is a super shortcut here where at the the beginning you're on this kind of horizontal platform that's like, you know, it's moving down a hill. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. If you run ahead of the platform on the slope, it takes you to a little area with some water that goes down and it just, it cuts through about 90% of the level. So, because this level's really big and hard. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, when you said that, the only thing I could think of was, 
be you. <laughs> um, now, does that get you past the part of the end of the level where you have to jump up all the platforms past the spiky balls on chains? I don't. Because that part sucks. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember. It's, uh... It is very hard to time it correctly. And the places that you land at are not always safe. Right, right. So uh, I died a couple of times there. Well, you're like in the, you're trying to be in the safe spot of like three or more like of these uh, spiky balls. Yeah, it is definitely rough. But if you make it through there, you pop back up on the other side of that field or that door, that yeah, wall. Right back up top. In the final zone. Yes. And then you just roll straight over into the final boss area. Yeah, and it's uh, another one of... Uh, He's not in this. Is he really in the pod or? No, no. It's very strange. You're in a room that has two pistons coming from the ceiling and two mm-hmm. pistons coming from the floor. And he will be in one of the pistons. And at any point in time, two of them will come out and meet the ceiling or the floor, possibly crushing you. Yeah. That's really the only way you're going to die in this area because this boss is way too easy. Yeah. Well, there are those, uh, electrical, uh, so bolts. He, he shoots out that r- vaguely home in on you. But... When the pistons recede, those electrical balls come out and they chase you down very, very slowly. Yeah. There, if you just stand still, usually you're fine. It's the only, yeah. the only difficult if you're like trying to move too fast to get out of a, uh, the way of one of those, uh, pillars. You, you may have to jump, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you really only have to avoid being crushed by the pillars. And if you're just patient, like you honestly could just wait it out at the very right and just only try to hit him if he comes in on the far right uh, pylon or whatever. But Indeed. Yeah, he's an easy boss. I didn't even die. I only died once at him. And Yeah, same here. And that was from being crushed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and once you've done your eight hits, he jumps out of the piston he's in, runs a few feet, and gets into his flying machine. Yeah. And you are ready for the real fight. The yeah. fight of your life. He's going to go and be the head of a giant robot or something. You know it. You know it. You don't know it. No. It's awesome, though, that he's flying away and you can just peg him once. And then his you know, his pod just starts crapping out on him and he falls to his death? Who knows? While it is a little disappointing, you don't get a better boss fight after that. Lame one. <laughs> it is hilarious. And it does... Uh, turn things on its head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was awesome. I, I thought it was a neat little twist. So, You free one final chunk of animals from their robot prison. Yes, sir. You get a nice little splash screen that has a... Well, he runs along with them. Yeah, you get kind of a... Yeah, he runs back. It shows you in the Green Hill Zone for a second. Yeah, and then he stops. And then in my version, he stares at you kind of like angrily. Yeah. Because I did not get all of the Chaos Emeralds. Right. Uh, and then you get a nice little splash screen that says Sonic the Hedgehog, tells how many men you had, what, you know, what your final score was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're treated to some really nice credits. Yeah, yeah. It goes back and, you know, kind of plays little clips from various levels and uh, reveals some secrets I saw. But uh... Indeed. It does give you the programmers, all the crews, uh, actual names, which is nice. And then at the very end, at least for me... You mm-hmm. saw Dr. Robotnik there juggling or holding all of the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, well, it's the Emeralds you didn't get are the ones he right. tosses. Oh, yeah, taunting you, saying, try again. Which I thought was a cool touch because I was like, you know, I got the, I only got two Chaos Emeralds. I got the silver one and the red one. And then I noticed he had four and he yes. was, you know. So now I was that, like, that's cool. Now, that is one thing uh, to note that drives my son crazy 
is that the Chaos Emeralds are all different colors. <laughs> There's no bearing on the game itself or when you get them, I think. There is an order, but... Why couldn't they just call them Gemeralds? They should have. I love a good Gemerald. But yeah, sadly for me, I got to be taunted with all of the Gemeralds I did not get. So did uh, did you check out the ending if you do get them? I did. Not only does Sonic look way happier in the beginning uh, of the <laughs> ending, he gives you the classic peace sign, victory, you know, Japanese yeah, yeah. salute. And then at the end, I think Dr. Robotnik is like all sad and yeah, defeated. Yeah, he's like stomping. I, I was kind of, you know, I thought about going back. I was like, maybe I should really try and get all these emeralds. And then when I saw that that's it, I was like, oh, well, yeah, it's kind of meh. Like it's it's. A pain in the ass. I don't think it's really worth it. <laughs> so It's not. Like, if I had this as a kid, when I went through all, you know, and got all the Chaos Emeralds and got to the end, I would have been pissed, so. You probably would have been pissed. But, <laughs> you know, if you had this game and you beaten it many, many times, at least there was something a little different waiting for you there at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, that brings us to our review segment, Nick. Yes, it does. And as you know, we review our games with the classic Nintendo Power System. And each category is rated on a scale from 1 to 5. Starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 5 for graphics and sound. As did I. Nice. This game has awesome sprites. Yeah, um, all the graphics are crisp and colorful. I really like... Uh, so many awesome, bright colors. Yeah, all the levels look... Uh, they're good and varied. You know, they all have their own color themes. And there's just so much going on in all of them. All the backgrounds have little touches of movement. Like you said earlier, the parallax scrolling. Mm -hmm. And the designs of all the creatures, while some are very weird, <laughs> they definitely stand out. You're not confusing them. It doesn't look jumbled. And it's, it's thematic in its way because, you know, you're an animal, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, and you are uh, rescuing these other animals that have been turned into animal robots. And, you know, everything, you know, it sticks with the theme pretty well throughout the whole game. And this was one of the first times I was really treated to such rich animation. And the character, Sonic himself, has very different levels of running. His animation changes, his yeah. speed changes the ball changes depending on how fast you're going it looks cool and you know like we mentioned earlier idle animations um that was a neat touch i'd never really seen that uh and the songs the songs yes. in this game are amazing yep it has uh, several great uh standout tracks that are worth revisiting i will get the green hill zone song stuck in my head and the invincibility music <laughs> any day of the week and on top of that i love the sound effects yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I do have kind of a soft spot for the Sega Genesis because it's not. It's not using a sample library like the Super Nintendo. So yeah, same here. It has a more uh, unique sound and uh, it comes through in a good way in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. And a lot of those sound effects did become very iconic. I mean, if I played that for you, <laughs> you would definitely know what game it was coming from. What did you give this game in the category of play control, Nick? I gave it a two point five. So far. We have mirror scores. <laughs> I think, um, to its credit, it's very simple controls. So you only need one button. Um, yeah, I do like that. You know, and you just press down while moving to do the roll, and you're jumping in uh -huh. and on things. 
Sonic's controls are kind of built for moving fast, and when you're not doing that, they fall through because, you know, you start walking very slow and then you start to speed up as opposed to with Mario where you have a run button. I think there are certain places where being able to hold down a button to differentiate between your speeds would have made it a lot easier. And uh, Oh, I totally agree because there are many times where I don't know when to go into a spin, if I'm going fast enough to get that spin to kill an enemy or if I'm just going to run into it. Mm-hmm. And the jumping onto creatures while spinning to kill them just never feels quite right. There are some uh, really tricky enemy hitboxes, you know, like the caterpillars, like we said, or those weird um, purple monsters with spikes on top that have kind of a wheel. Like, and you can get them from the front, but it's like uh, doing it from above, even if they're, you know, you, you hit the caterpillar on the head, like you, you can still get killed easily. And getting back to what you said about the momentum, the parts where I would just get stuck because I couldn't get enough momentum up to get through a loop or get up a hill, they just become way more frustrating than they should be. Well, I'm really interested since we're two for two as the same (laughs) as to what you gave this game as a challenge rating. Uh, For challenge, I gave it 3.5. Oh, we do differ at this point. Oh, okay. I gave it a four. Okay, okay. And I said, this game is hard. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's got some If you some don't get tricks. the continues, you're not beating this game. Yeah, that's the big lesson I think that I learned was it's like farm continues. Screw the emeralds. Just get in there and get as many uh, rings as you can to get it. You know, I think for me it was very dramatic because when I beat it, I was only on the, the starlight zone, I think, when I was down to my last man. And I was barely able to get the ring at the end. And in there, I got two continues and the chaos emerald miraculously being wow. able to pull it back and then make it to the end. So I was, uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I find that the challenge of this game, it's there in the fact that you don't have those continues, but it's also there in the fact that they really punish you a lot for going fast or for not knowing where you're supposed to go right away. You go the wrong way, you go too fast, you pop out of an area, boom, right into some spikes, right into an enemy. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing but memorization for certain parts, so that's why I keep it away from the the fast parts. (laughs) Yeah, and being so big, some of these levels, that is a lot of memorization. And now we find our final category, theme and fun. I gave this game a four. I did too. So close. Yeah, right Uh, there. You know, theme-wise, these levels are awesome. They do reflect a theme very well. Yeah, and they look, they're always uh, pretty good-looking levels, and they're fun. There's lots, for the most part, uh, lots of stuff to explore and uncover, which I love in, in just about any game. And this game is fun. I mean, when it lets you go fast and fly, I mean, it's like nothing else. Sure, and I always look at, uh, or at least now, I, I view this, you know, the, the really going through fast kind of play style as like, you know, that's your replay. Like, you get through it, you learn the levels, and you learn when and where you can go real fast to, to, to really blast through and find some new secret stuff. That It's just a, a lot of fun. Well, Nick, I'm going to ask you the question I ask you at the end of every podcast. Should you play this game? Yes, you should. Now, I do have to ask you, at the beginning of this week, did you think you'd have that same answer? Uh, I, I don't know. I was on the fence with my memories because I remember really being like, man, I think Sonic's overrated and it's like it pulls you in two different directions, you know? Last week, I got the distinct feeling that you were like on a mission to show the world why this <laughs> game was not as hot as they thought. Well, and I mean, I don't know. I... I, I, and I, in retrospect, I don't know where it came from, but I did kind of have this chip on my shoulder that's no longer there. So I love Sonic, and so should you. 
Well, I also said yes, but you should be cautious. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go into this game thinking it's a simple game, a game that you're going to beat on your first try. Right. But uh, I was there with you. You know, I thought, uh, Sonic, it's that game where you got to go fast, yeah. but you can't really go fast. Yeah. But like you said, there are many layers to the onion. Indeed. And it's that center core that the speed lies. <laughs> on the outer cores, it's all exploration. It's finding, you know, the 50, the 100 coins. Yeah, yeah. It's really trying to make your way to get every Chaos Emerald. Yeah, and it's got, you know, a lot of replay value. So, you know, it's fun to check out, especially if you have a save state. I think that would take a lot of the sting out of the continues. But Agreed. Next week's game is Act Razor for the Super Nintendo. So find yourself a copy, grab your controller, play along any way you can. And remember, folks, if there's anything big we missed or things we got wrong or games you want us to play, kindly let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we might address it in the future. Thank you so much for listening. We've recently expanded our operations a little bit, and doing so, we've discovered a, a whole new set of metrics we can look at. Part of that has shown us that we have listeners all over this world. So thank you so much, and we really welcome you from uh, Australia to Europe. Uh, we're just surprised and happy you guys are listening along. You can always follow us on Twitter at Cart Command. Check out our Facebook page at Cartridge Command. You can subscribe to the podcast on any app you want, pretty much. And please... Think about giving to us on Patreon. We'd love to make this show, a, well, a positive, not a net <laughs> loss for either of us. One day, perhaps we will. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, here and around the world, Game On! It did, so let's take a quick look at that. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay.